We're back into a new chelik. Chelik yutes devarim gimel. Lilu nishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Nasha Kaltman. A very very gishmak esicha, explaining a Rashi in a very practical balabatish logical way. It connects with a Yenish Altaira. Deep chesidus that is so beautifully consistent with Pshutei Shalmikra and this, and the Medrash, the way we understand the Pasuk. Let us jump right in. The Pasuk in the beginning, towards the beginning of the Parsha, where Meshav gives the Yidna Bracha, the Ebishter should multiply you, the Ebishter should increase you, a a your numbers, a thousandfold, and he should bench you, he should bless you as he has spoken to you. So from these words, as Rashi Maitik, the Verta Yosef, Aleichem, Kachem, Aleph, Pamim. He quotes the words, May Hashem increase you, multiply you a thousandfold. And he asks a question. If you already said, Maybe I should increase you a thousandfold. What is he adding on to that? And he should bench you as he spoke to you. Make sure he just gave a bracha. Ella. Now she explains as follows. They said to him, Moshe, or as he says in the Ha'ara, Moshe Rabbeinu. You're placing a cap on our bracha. The Abishter already promised Avraham that you will not be able to count us. The Pasuk says, I will make your children as the dust of the earth. If someone could count the, the number of the dust on the earth, your children will be counted. And Rashi over there in Breshis, in Lach Lecha, explains that just like you can't count the dust of the earth, so too you can't count, you will not be able to count Avram's children. So this sounds like an infinite amount. And then you go and say a thousand, which is a, which is a finite number. Omar Lehem, so Meisha responds to them, Zu Mishali, he. This is my bracha. This is what I can give you from my own. When the Pasuk continues, it means that Hashem is going to give you even more than what I promised you. He's going to give you what He promised you. Now, the mocker from the Pirish Rashi is from Sifri and Medrash. The mocker for this is in the Sifri and in the Medrash. This is Sifri on this Pasuk and Medrash Rabbah, Dvarim Rabbah. In Sifri state, and this is the quote from the Sifri. Omruloi, they said to him, Rabbeinu Moshe, our Rebbe Moshe, Efshi Lonu Shatvarcheinu, we don't want you to, to bench us. Already made a promise to Avram Avinu. Omar, he said, Multiply your children, your offspring, like the stars in the heavens. Now I'll make your children to be as plentiful as the dust of the earth. And you are giving a cap, a limit to our bracha. So the Moshe answers them with a mashal, a mashal, which will be brought up later in the Sikha, but in short, the king hired someone to manage the assets that, 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 uh, so that his child, his, his young child, should not waste the money away. Then when the kid gets older, the, the king gives everything to, the, to, the, uh, to, to, to his son. So, so similarly, when Abishar says the Abishar should multiply you a thousandfold, that's what I was given to be able to give to you. 
and then the Abister will bench you as he spoke to you, like the sand of the sea, and like the plants on the earth, which includes dust of the earth, and like the fish in the sea, and the stars of the heavens. That is the quantity that you'll get from the Abishter. Because once I can give you whatever I can give you, says Moshe Rabbeinu, then the Abishter will give you so much more. The Medrash Zok to the Medrash is very similar. Kach Omru Lo Yisrael, Yidin said to Moshe, Rabbeinu Moshe, HaKaz Baruch Hu Leinos and Kitvil Eberchesenu. The Abishter did not give a limit to our brachos. V'ato Amarta Elofam, and you said a thousand times. What I gave, the bracha I gave you was from my own, that which I could give you. When Abishar comes, he will bench you as he has already promised to you. And the, has, the, the Medrash has a different mushal, which is not really mentioned in the Sikha at all, and so we're going to we're going to stay away, we're not going to bring it up here, but the, the Medrash and the Sifri are both... Uh, uh, explaining this taina that the Yidin had on the Ebishter and Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe's response to them. So as we would learn on the surface, at first glance, what is Rashi coming to tell us over here? Similar to the Sifri and the Medrish, is the taina for Yidin given, the Yidin had a complaint. The bracha for the Ebishter is belikisva. The Ebishter's bracha is infinite. As Eden will time the Eden will be will be count the number of Eden will be without a limit. Why is Moshe giving them a bracha that has a limit and has a cap? That's seemingly the the, the, the complaint that the Eden have on Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's the question on Moshe. Moshe, why are you giving them a limited bracha? If the Abishter gave them an unlimited bracha. However, if this is the if this is the meaning of if this is what's bothering Rashi, if this is the question that Rashi is coming to, to explain, we're going to have four questions. Thesis, I to move on. According to this, it's not understood. Ali Farvos is Rashi Mishane I'm gonna rephrase the intro. If Rashi is the, is coming to take just the same thing as the Sifri and the Medrash, that the, that the Yidin were complaining that Moshe was giving them a limited bracha, why does Rashi change from the way the Sifri and the Medrash introduce their uh, their pirush, their explanation? And Rashi says, "Mahu shuv and Rashi starts with asking why in the Pasuk is there a double bracha? Why does it say again after Moshe's bracha? And why does Rashi not go straight to explain the complaint that the Yidin had on Moshe Rabbeinu? Especially since it's not Rashi's style to explain to us the difficulty in the Pasuk. Rashi doesn't usually uh, tell us what's bothering him. Rashi usually goes straight to tell us the meaning of the Pasuk, and we have to figure out what's bothering Rashi. Many a Rashi Sikha, the Rebbe explains to us that we would have thought that what's bothering Rashi is one thing. And if you look deeper into the Rashi, you'll realize that something else is bothering Rashi. But it's always our job to figure out what's bothering Rashi. Why over here does Rashi tell us the question? 
So number one, he's different than the Medrash. And number two, he's changing his style and he's introducing the question. Base, the second question is really a continuation of the first question. Even if there wasn't a question, why did it say, You still have to introduce the explanation of the Sifri that Moshe said, This is my bracha, and the Abish is going to give you a bigger bracha or a different bracha. Because otherwise, there's a contradiction between, between Moshe's bracha and the Abish's bracha. So again, why does Rashi, not only is the question that Rashi is changing from the Medrash, and Rashi is changing his style, we don't even need that question. Just for the question of the Sifri would have been enough to introduce the Sifri's explanation that there was a dialogue between the Yidin and Meshach Rabbeinu. So why do we have to go to Ma'ushuv? Why did Rashi change from the Medrash, from the, from the Sifri? Why did Rashi change his style? And what is it necessary for? We still have to get to the Zumi Shali, to the Pirush of the Sifri, or the Pirush of Rashi, as he says it, because we have a different question. There is a stira between Moshe's uh, bracha and the Abish's bracha. Gimel. Then we have another question. Why does Rashi bring a proof to the Abish's bracha that it's unlimited? From the Pasuk, Hashem Yuchalish Limnes, that Yidin cannot be counted, just like the sand, the dust cannot be counted. Nitvi in Sifri, was the Rayev at Gibrach Munas Cholos Avtacha, Visamti Azaracha Kafar Ores. Unlike the Sifri, where the Sifri brings the beginning of that Pasuk, not the end, Hashem Yuchalish Limnes, but the beginning, Visamti Azaracha Kafar Ores. Nesrafdan Virbesi Azaracha Kachavesh Maim. In the Sifri, first he brings the Pasuk Virbesi. That I'm going to multiply you like the stars of the heavens. Then he brings another raya, but he doesn't go to the end. He starts from the beginning of the Pasuk, because that's the beginning of the Pasuk. And yet Rashi jumps to the end of the Pasuk, does not mention Kechleyashamayim, but and, and when he mentions Afaraharetz, he only mentions the second half of the Pasuk, Asher What is unique about that part of the Pasuk that Rashi finds uh, the need to bring that part? Dalit? Fourth question. Since Rashi is coming to address at this point, whether you understand it, Ibn Uf, as we said in the previous page, we're looking at Rashi at the surface. What's Rashi trying to accomplish to try to address the, 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 the fact that Moshe's bracha is limited only up to a thousand times? Why does Rashi include in his quote from the Pasik, which we know as the Dibra Maschil, why does he include the words Yosef Aleichem Kachem? is a kitzvah, it's a limit. It should have said, why is there a limit? Or And it should have explained that Moshe said, this is my bracha, and this is a bracha from the Ebishter that's unlimited. But why include Yisvalechem Kachem? Base. In Sif Base, we can ask another question. Like more of a, of a general question, but a very important question. The question is going to be, what is Moshe's bracha? If Hashem is giving an unlimited bracha, what's Moshe adding to that? Whatever Moshe is giving is already included in the Ebishter's bracha. We have to understand that this is the primary question. And this is the question that many of the Mepharshim ask. What is Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha adding? The bracha of a thousand times is included and almost insignificant in the bracha of the Eibishter, which is as he promised. His bracha is unlimited. If the, we know the famous rule that is within 200, it is, is included the 100, then for sure in an in, in unlimited bracha is included the, the limited bracha of a thousand. 
So what's Moshe even saying? Now that the Medrash says, Zumi Shali, I'm giving you my bracha. The is going to give his bracha, which implies that there's two brachas, one from Moshe, one from the Abishter. What do you need Moshe's bracha for? What is it giving more than what the Abishter is already giving? Now, Mepharsim from Ephraim Dekasher. So the, many Mepharsim discussed this. And there's two, two, two answers that we're going to bring here in the Sikha. From the Mepharsim. Aleph, Birchat HaKadosh Baruch Hu is verbunden mit Tnai. That the bracha of the Abishter is dependent on a condition. Und sie kuft nor wenn Eden seine Mekayim Teiru Mitzvahs and is brought and is given only when the Eden fulfill Teiru Mitzvahs. Mashenke in Birchat Moshe is nit abhengig in King Tnai. However, Moshe's bracha is not dependent on any condition. Other base birchas meishe is chal bezman azeh, and birchas hakadosh baruch hu v'zayin lost love. Or another differentiation is that meishe's bracha is applicable even in today's day and age, and abish's bracha is only applicable lost love after the coming of Mashiach. So therefore, this there is meishe meishe is a different bracha than abish because it's in two different times or under two different conditions. However, these tirutzim will only work, will only fit according to the sifri and the medrash, and he's going to explain this. Their sifri bring a marshal Here's the marshal from the sifri. There was a king that had a lot of wealth, a lot of assets. had a young child, and the king had to go overseas to travel away. Omar, he said, If I leave all of my assets in the possession, in the hands of my son, who he's going to waste it. He's a child. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hire an executor until the, until the son becomes older. When the son got older, he came to the, to the executor and he said, I want more. Omar, lay. So Amar Loi, so the executor says, Everything I gave you until now, I gave you what, what, what I was able to give you. But that which your father left for you is being saved for you. In other words, now that you're older, there's much more that it was that was set aside for you. So from this we see. As the bracha von Ebrishten is not in the same way, and in the same way when it comes to the bracha von Apetrupa Moshe. In the Moshel, it's two time periods. One is when the child is younger, one is when the child is older. It's also in two different states, uh, conditions of the son. One is immature, and one is mature. So similarly in the Nimshel, what, the, the, the bracha of, Mo, of Moshe, who is the Apotrupa, the executor, and the bracha of the Eivishter are being given in two different times. When Azei Zeich moving from Lashna Medrash, similarly we can understand, you can derive from the Medrash, in the Moshel, in the Moshel it says, Kisha HaMelech, when the king will come, and in the Nimshel the Medrash uses the term, when the Eivishter will come, it's clearly uh, could be understood that it's two different times. There is before the Abishter comes and after the Abishter comes, before the king is there, after the king is there. So that works in the Sifri and the Medrash to say that there's two time periods. One is for Birchas Moshe, and one is for Birchas Akadish Baruch. But according to Rashi, which Rashi is explaining the Pesut Hishol Mikra, the basic understanding, the literal understanding, when Rashi says simply, this is my bracha, and the Abishter is going to give you his bracha, it doesn't even hint to the one of these above-mentioned explanations, either that this is 
before in Galos, and this is in Geula, or this is when Yid not doing mitzvahs, and this is when Chasham not doing mitzvahs. Is moving as that as Barab Sutubaza, late Pirish Rashi. If Rashi doesn't hint to it, it means because Rashi sees a much, much simpler explanation. One that is so simple and understood within the words of the Pasik that it does not need something for it to be hinted in the words of Rashi. So the question is of Siv Bayes, what is Moshe's Bracha? What is Moshe adding to the Abish's Bracha that is not already included within the Abish's Bracha? So these are our questions. Number one, why does Rashi introduce uh, a different question than the Medrash? And Bechlal, Rashi is changing his style, especially since the question that Rashi doesn't mention is still an actual question. There's a study between Moshe and and Moshe's uh, Baracha and Levi's Baracha. Number three, why does Rashi use the Pasuk Asher im Yuchal Ish Limnois? Not Vesamti Zaracha Kafara Oretz. Number four, why does Rashi include the words Yesev Alechem Kachem in his Dibra Maschil? And number five, why does, what is Moshe Rabbeinu's Bracha? So we're going to start Sivgim Mudabir Bazet and we're going to start understanding more about Moshe's Bracha, more about the Avish's Bracha, and we're going to see how they are not a contradiction according to Rashi. The beer was the fib sudishal mikra vafilal derechadrush ufun sifri madris. If you look at it, sudishal mikra, and truthfully, even if you look at it from the perspective of drush, is kinkashed it. It's not a question why Moshe is limiting his bracha to a thousand times. But when the Abish's bracha was that there'll be no number and no cap, no limit to their number. A human being as great, as spiritual, as holy as he might be, is still a limited, a finite human being. And in the next paragraph, he's going to uh, 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 use an, uh, an example how time, time can never be infinite because it's made up of finite units. It's, uh, uh, it, it's interesting to note, as it is explained in this forum of Chakira, of philosophy, from finite items, you cannot collect enough to create infinite. In other words, if you have an uh, incredible number of finite items, because the items themselves are finite, therefore they will always be uh, 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 in a finite number. An example that is brought in this forum is from time. Can it sign on a suffolk the, the, con the continuation of time cannot be infinite. Since time is made up of units, of hours, of days, of, of, of minutes, then each minute has to be infinite. When, you, when I'm in this moment, the continuation of this moment doesn't have an end. And then when I'm in this hour, the continuation of this hour is infinite. But then a minute is a smaller infinite than, a, than, than an hour. Then you're saying basically that an hour is a bigger infinite than a minute. In the, in, in the, uh, in the original Sikha, in the, in the, in the Bilti Muga, the Rebbe said that when you stood at Matan Teireh, which was 2,448 years into creation, then that was the size of the current time. If you say that that is infinite, 
and then you say the time that we're in now is infinite, then that is a 2,448 uh, 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 year infinite. This is a 5,782 year infinite. So th this period and that period is different sizes, and you're saying they're both infinite. And it's impossible, it is incongruous to say that one unlimited, one infinite is greater or bigger than another infinite. Look it up over there, we're not going to uh, discuss it here. The Nikuda that he's taking from this example is that once you have a finite unit, you cannot make infinite out of finite. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to bring in so many that, that there's going to be an infinite number of them. Because since the, they themselves are finite, then as many as you're going to bring, you're still going to be a, within a finite number. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, who is a finite human being, can, cannot give an infinite bracha. It has to be a finite bracha. It has to be something that is, that is tangible. A thousand times. So we understand now why Moshe didn't go bleakful. How about the Eibishter's bracha? And Sif Daud is going to explain, explain to us that the Abyssus Baracha is not either believable. It's huge, but not believable. The pastors were going to say that in the Sifri and the Medrash, and for sure, according to Rashi, which Rashi is Trutish Omikra, when it says in the Posik that they, like the stars, like the sand, it doesn't mean literally infinite, that there is no number. It just means it's a huge number. The quantity is incredible. The bracha from Abish and Virbasi is Zarakha Kekhla Shaim Samti Zarakha Kafaroritz. Niter monadikimis. When Abish gives us a bracha, that we should be like the stars and like the, the dust of the earth, without saying a number, without mentioning a number. Mate as a villain as a ribu muflog, as a zamispers gosher to tsailin. It's going to be in such a vast quantity that it's impossible or gar almost very, very difficult to count. So it doesn't mean that it's literally infinite. It just means that it's an incredible, vast quantity. And to prove this, for example, when the Abishter promises to Avram Avinu the sand that is on the seashore, and the Sifri also uses this expression, the sand of the seas. It has a number. In other words, if it was possible, you can count. You can't count, but there is a number to the amount of grains of, of, of sand that exist. There is a number. You know, sometimes you'll figure it out. If you count, if every square inch has a million grains of sand, you count how many square inches there are, how many square feet there are. In other words, there is a number to the grains of sand. But it's such a vast quantity that it doesn't get counted. Nobody does it. Nobody is going to go. You're going to gather all the people in the whole world. It says in the order 25, if you take all the people from when the world was created to count the stars, you won't be able to. Because there's just, there's just that many. But there is a number. The Abishter knows the number. And we are compelled to say this by Yasef gathered so much produce like the sand of the sea, so of such quantity, until they stopped counting because there was no number. It's obvious that the amount of produce that Yasef gathered to, to, to feed the, the, the people for the seven years, and Nasad he placed it in the storage houses. 
it, obviously there was a limited amount. There was however many storehouses there were, there was a number. Notice is so why does it say Kikhailayam? Notice is given in Big Vul, it was sorry, notice given Badibri Muflog, it was such a vast quantity when the Farhad Lisper, Hasoifer Lisper, this the counters stopped counting, ki ain mispar, fundi mispar, but say there's nuts and there were no numbers left, so to speak. You know, there's a billion, there's a trillion. I looked it up online. There's a, a, a sextillion, octillion, uh, a sicilian or something like that. There are numbers, but at a certain point, the numbers stop. There's no more numbers left. So, 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 and Nashi with this says, it wasn't Yosef that was counting. If they had hired, if they had hired people, counters, you know, bean counters, people to count, then, uh, then, then they, they'd run out of numbers. There was that much. But it doesn't mean that there was no number. It doesn't mean that there was an infinite amount. It's obvious because it fit into space. So, so um, from this we understand that even when the Torah says the Torah does not mean an infinite number. The Torah means a vast quantity. Ribuy muflok is the word, w- w- words we're going to be using again and again in the Sikha. And thus is the time. Thus is given late in Sifri and Medrash. The time of summation. I love Amim. Time of summation. And this, according to the Sifri and Medrash, this this was the problem with the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. With the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu. Elof Amim is kitzvah lebirchaseinu. It is magbil zeh bracha. It is a sacha klener etzol b'derevish rakezokt. Elof Amim itselfen. You're giving us much less than the Abister promised us. The Abister promised us such a vast quantity, and you're giving us a, 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 a small quantity, Elif Pamim. That is the Taina, according to the Sefirin the Medrash. However, this question, if this is the question, according to the Sefirin the Medrash, obviously Moshe has to be Mugbul. The Abister is not Bligvul, but nevertheless, there is a huge gap. Between Moshe's bracha and the Abishta's bracha, that the Abishta is offering them so much less than the, 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 than Moshe, the, the, than, than the If that's the problem, that's not a question of Tzutis Mikra. And we're going to elaborate on this in Sifhei at length. But in, in, in short, in a nutshell, the Rebbe explains. Because a thousand times of the number of Yidden at that time. To multiply the yidden a thousandfold is already an incredible number. As he's going to explain in the next if. So, the, so therefore, to say that the yidden were complaining that the bracha wasn't big enough, that the Abishar is giving them much more than Moshe Rabbeinu, that doesn't make sense because the Moshe was also giving them an incredible amount. And this is why Rashi does not begin his, his Pirush with the Omruloi, with the Taina of the Yidin, the way it is in the, in the Sifri and the Madrish, because according to Rashi, that's not a Taina. However, when you look in the Pasik, there's another question. Why is there another Bracha? This compels Rashi to bring down the Pirush of the Sifri and the Madrish that there was a complaint of the Yidin. Not because the numbers don't add up, but because we see that there's two brachas in the Pasuk. Therefore, there must be two, two, two layers to the bracha. And therefore, Rashi brings in the, the Sifri. We're going to elaborate on this and see if, hey, um, 
and Vav. In Sifei mostly. Um, but just, oh, here we already have the Nekuda. The Nekuda is that according to the Sifri and the Medrash, there's a stira. Hashem is giving a lot, Moshe is giving a little. According to the Rashi, that's not a question, Moshe is also giving a lot. And therefore, the only reason that Rashi has to bring in this, this dialogue, this complaint of the Yidin, is because of the Pasik, Vivarech Eschem, and not because of that the, the, there's a stira between the two between the two brachas. And let's elaborate on this very gishmak. Yidin at that time were 600,000 approximately uh, males between the ages of 20 and 60. Uh, then you have the adults that were younger than 20. And the adults that were older than 60. And then you had women and children. The number has to count at least, uh, has to add up to at least 2 million people. Um, if you count uh, 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 that for each, for each a man between 20 and 60, there was one woman, a wife, and even just one child, you're already talking about three times 600,000, which is two point. Uh, uh, um, which is 1.8 um, um, a million and then you if you count the, the, the seniors that were over 60 uh, you're, 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 you're basically about 2 million especially if there were more children that's if you count one child per, per, per person per, per adult but if you count uh, 2 3 children you're going to be at even much more than 2 million now if you multiply that number by a thousand that's billion you're talking about approximately 2 billion people. If you look at it from the perspective of the child of the Melchamesh, it's not logical. That you come to a time of it's not fair that one only one nation should be 2 billion people. If you're talking about a bunch of nations, fine. But you're talking about one people. To come to Meshavim and say, it's not fair. You're giving us a thousandfold, which is 2 billion. It's not enough. It's not, it's, not, it's not sensible that this should be their time. Much more than that. It's common when you say a thousand times, you don't mean exactly a thousand. But the person says, I told you a thousand times. It doesn't mean a thousand, it means a lot. It means many times over. Which in that case, it could be even more than a thousand. Which means that it wasn't talking about two billion, it could be three billion. That's how you can explain what Moshe said a thousand times. He didn't mean exactly a thousand. He meant many, many, many times over. And it could be even more than two billion. Especially. And here he's going to say that we can't compare the number. We can't literally compare the number of Yidin to because it's never going to add up. The, the quantity, the multiples, the great quantity of Yidin that can possibly exist on the face of this earth, in the dry land, cannot be the same quantity as the stars and the dust and the sand. Because the, the space of dry land on the planet earth has a specific measurement, has a limited measurement. Shita alfi parsi have alma, as the Gemara brings, that the world is 6,000 parsa. A person takes it four amas. It's actually interesting that in the original Sikha, in the Bilti Mugga, it says one amma per person. But halachically, a person is four amas. 
Kemen Uzlech and Numishar as I'm before mentioned, Kenan Zakifin and Aftam Kansas and the Kaybosh and the Kadar Arts, you could do the math. If if you have six thousand parsa and there's four mil in a parsa, so you're talking about twenty-four thousand mil. And there's two thousand amas in a mil. So twenty-four thousand times two thousand is forty-eight million. So there's forty-eight million amas on the face of this earth. Now, if you if you divide that by four amas per person, then you're talking twelve million. If you're giving it one amma per person, that's forty-eight million. But it's still a number. Especially since there, there, there is and there always will be other nations, animals, bottom homes, sodas, and fields, and vineyards. It doesn't really matter so much how much the whole, how big the whole world is, because where do the Yud belong? In Eretz Yisrael. It's true that it's called the land of the deer. And Rashi over there explains that just like the deer's skin stretches very tightly, so too Eretz Yisrael can stretch to contain many more people than would than, than you, you would think. But it's still a limited space within the, 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 the dry land of planet Earth. It's obvious that the number of people that could possibly be on planet Earth is It's much less than the vast quantity of the dust of the earth, of the sand of the sea, and especially earlier that ever brought in the Ha'ara, that according to some opinions, you're supposed to count them together. It's not the sand of the sea or the, the stars of the of the uh, heavens. It's the sand of the sea and the stars of the heaven. And the number the Abish is promising is both together, all three or all four together, which is an even greater number that is way beyond the number of people that could actually fit on planet Earth. So therefore, in Pshutesh Mikra, the Eibishter's bracha has to be smaller. And Moshe's bracha has to be, Moshe's bracha is big. So therefore, they, they don't contradict. The quantity that the Eibishter is talking about can't be real. Because we just said it, 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 it wouldn't fit. So therefore, it has to be a euphemism. It has to be a borrowed term. It can't literally be like in, in those numbers. And, and, and on the other side, on the other hand, Moshe's bracha could be even more than a thousand. So the numbers are close to each other. Obviously, the Abish's bracha is bigger, but it's not that much bigger. So therefore, according to Pshadr Samikra, we're not going to say that the Yidden came to say to Moshe Rabbeinu, your bracha is not fair. Your bracha is much smaller to the Ebishter. Just because of the numbers. If it was just the numbers alone, then we wouldn't say that the Eden came to Taina. But since there is a second bracha seemingly in this parsha, in this pasik, this compels Rashi to say that there was a complaint and Moshe responded to them. Therefore, says it must be that Moshe they complained that there was a there was a cap a, a limit to the bracha. 
So ultimately there was a taina. But it's not a, a, an understandable taina just based on the numbers. It's uh, it, it, the, the fact that there was a taina in Pesudah Mikra is learned from Vivarech Eschem Kerechtibarachem. And that's what Rashi says, Ma'u Shu Vivarech Eschem, to clarify that, this, that the two brachas are not really a stira to each other. Moshe's bracha is much bigger than you think it is, and Moshe's bracha is not as big as you think it is. But nevertheless, still the Yidden complained, uh, and Moshe told them, Zumi Shili, etc., which we're going to get to in Siv Zion. So we answered our first two questions. Why does it say why, why does Rashi start Why does Rashi start with that? And the explanation is, is that according to the Zafri and the Medrash, there's a stira between Meshach's Barach and Nebuchadnezzar's Barach. Nebuchadnezzar's Barach is much, much bigger than Meshach's Barach. And therefore, the Yid not a complaint. Why are you giving us a, a much smaller Barach? But that's not a question according to Rashi. Because Meshach's Barach is huge. And Nebuchadnezzar's Barach is not as big as it seems that it is. And therefore, the only reason that Rashi has to bring in this union of, 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 of the complaint of the Yidin is because of the fact that the Pasuk says, the Rashi has to explain this question because otherwise you would think that the problem is the stira between the two brachas. Why does Rashi bring the Pasuk, Asherim Yuchal Yishlimnes? Sivav. Rashi explains that just like you cannot count the dust of the earth, so too your children, your offspring will not be counted. This we understand that the Abish's bracha was not that they will number, that their number will be as many as the dust of the earth. Nor as mipnei haribui muflog it, what 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 the Pasik was saying is that they will be of a of a of a vast quantity. Just like Afara Oris cannot be counted, so too they will not be counted. But not that they're gonna be the same number. They're just gonna be similar to each other in the fact that they, neither of them could be counted. And there, so what was their question? Because we just gave a whole explanation and see if hey, that there's no stira between Nebuchadnezzar's Barach and Meshach's Barach. So in that case, what was their complaint? The fact that Eschem compels us to say that there was a complaint. What was the complaint? The complaint was... That if the Abister said, I'm going to give you a number that's not counted, it's not normal to count, why is Moshe putting a number on it? So Emes Taka, it's not like the, uh, the, the, the gap between them is that big, but still, it looks bad. It doesn't look uh, as good. Here you're saying, it'll be, it's not countable. Here you're saying, here's the number. Even though it means an incredible amount of and we said before it could be an exaggerated thousand, which means even more than a thousand. He's as far as but it's still a limit, still a cap. They're being counted and they're being measured according to relative to the number that they were then. So you, 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 you're creating a relative number. That was, that, that, that was their time. And again, he's going to hazard over in the next two paragraphs the difference between the Safri and the Medrash. 
Das is the chilek zesn sefri yomadish and pirishashi. Late in sefri yomadish is the tanit to meishat and etzin kisel rechaseinu as meishus at kasach a klener in mispor bifol eden as vel zayin legabi dem ribui mufluk from the meibishnas bracha. The tanit is that according to the sefri yomadish, the tanit of the eden was that they were getting a much smaller number in comparison to the vast quantity that would be kichech lechshvayim kichafara oritz. And as we know, according to the medrash, we're not limiting kichech lechshvayim kichafara oritz. It means literally uh, 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 like those numbers. Was the riba break that frin sefri friyad mishpatu take a pasuk for basi as aracha kichech lechshvayim. Therefore, the sefri brings first a pasuk from Pasha's toldos about kichech lechshvayim before bringing the pasuk kafara oritz from lech lecha. So mevaris on his echter pasuk v'samti zaracha kafara oritz meitman das adir riba mufuk shabaza. To explain to us that we mean the Rebbe Mufla, we don't mean Hashem Yuchalish Limnois, that it just means that you can't be counted, like this can't be counted. It means it's going to be the vast quantity, like And a Gafar Oretz also means a vast quantity. And this is a different Taich than Rashi's Taichi. As we said before, according to Rashi, it just means that you can't count it. It's, it, 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 it's, it's more than a person would count. But according to the Medrash, it's a riba muflog. It's a vast quantity. So the Yidin are tining. You're giving us so much less. There is a stira, a contradiction, because the, the Moshe's bracha and the Avis's bracha are so far from each other. But according to Rashi, it's not about the quantity. The Dosva says, Rather, the time is, why is there even a number on it? If the Abishas said, there'll be no number. Therefore, he does not bring these psukim of Kechle Hashemayim, which is possible to be counted. Then the Pasik Hashem Yuchalish Limnois, rather, he brings the Pasik Hashem Yuchalish Limnois, which the emphasis of that Pasik is that we're not even counting to begin with. I do want to point out that when I learned the Sikha the first few times, to me it seemed that Rashi was much bigger. No number is bigger than a number. But it, 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 it became clear from the initial Torah, and then when I went back here, I, I, I went to it again and again and again I, to, 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 to be able to fit it into the words. It became clear that the Sifri, according to Sifri in the Medrash, the, the, the size of the Abishas Baracha is much bigger than the size of the Abishas, of the, of the Abishas Baracha according to Rashi. In other words, according to Rashi, there's no stira between the two brachas. Uh, if not for the fact that uh, it says, Eschem, because the Abish's bracha is not that big, and Moshe's bracha is not, is, is not that small. And therefore, when it says no mispar, it means that it's, it's so many that, 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 that no one's going to count it. But according to the Medrash, the bracha is means like the quantity of which is so much bigger than, the, the, than just saying there's no number. It, no number runs out at a certain at a, at a certain at a few trillion, whatever it is. Especially if you accumulate them all together, is such a vast number that it's way beyond. And therefore, the bracha of the Abishter, according to the Medrash, is much bigger. Which is why, according to the Medrash, there's a stira between Mesha and the Abishter. But according to Rashi, there's no stira between the Mesha and the Abishter. Which is why, because their because their brachas are closer together, and therefore the question is only why are you giving a number if the Abishter said there's no number. And the proof to this in Tzitzit Sumikra is not from the actual bracha, but from the fact that it says, Vivarachasim Kashdibalacha. So we've answered another question. We've answered the questions why Rashi says, Maushu Vivarachasim. Why Rashi introduces a different question than the Safri and the Medrash. And the answer is because according to Rashi, according to Tzitzit Sumikra, the Safri's question is not a question. 
We also answered why Rashi uses the Pasuk Hashem Yuchalish Liminis, because Rashi wants to emphasize that we're talking about the bracha of the Eibishter is something that does that, that can't, that, that is not Ragil Tzutzel, and it's not normally counted, but it's not as big as literally in numbers. We still have a question, why does Rashi include the words in the Dibra Maschil? And then we ask the major question, what is even Moshe's Bracha? If the Abishah is giving them so much more. Even if you say it's not Ligvul, but still, if the Abishah is giving them a much bigger Bracha, then what's Moshe even giving them? And here he's going to say something uh, beautiful. It's so simple. That it is, it's mind blowing. Sivzayin, Avdem Yimeshes Enfer Zumi Shalihi. This is my bracha. Avul Hu Yivarachesim Kareshli B'Lachem. The Eibush is going to give you a bracha as he spoke. So until now, we understood that Moshe was going to give his bracha, and the Eibush is going to give a different bracha. So the Rebbe explains the bracha of Asaygitis Oichiyesed Hashem. Moshe's bracha is also coming from Hashem. The bracha of the Eibush to get. It's the bracha the Eibush is giving. Since I'm saying it, says Moshe Rabbeinu, it has to be seen and therefore said with some sort of limitation because Moshe is a person. When the Ebrister implements the bracha of Moshe Rabbeinu, it's going to be as he spoke. And the Abishter implements the bracha. So it's not that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a bracha and the Abishter gives a different bracha. Moshe is giving a bracha that the Abishter should give a bracha. And the Abishter does give that bracha. And when the Abishter fulfills the bracha, it's much more than Moshe said. Moshe says a limited amount because Moshe is a mugbu. Moshe is a human being, so he has to put it in the words of, of this world. So he has to give a number to it. But, he, but, but he, within that bracha, he's saying that when the Abishter fulfills the bracha, it's going to be much more than I even said. It's just, I have to say it within something. There has to be some sort of, of, of worldly frame uh, work for my words. But I don't mean it should stop at that. I mean that the Abishah should implement that bracha by giving much, even much more than I even asked for. So it's not anymore a question, what's Moshe adding? He's not. Moshe is introducing the Abishah's bracha. I'm giving you a bracha that Abishah should multiply you a thousand times. But... When he fulfills that bracha, it's going to be even much more than I said, because the Abishah is not limited to this world. This concept that Moshe is giving a much bigger bracha than he's actually saying, it's just that the way he expresses it is in a limited way, is also understood in the Moshe Yisraelichem is understood from the words Yisraelichem Kachem, which is why Rashi includes it in his Dibra Maschil. Since Moshe is a human being, Moshe is limited to a specific time and to a specific space. He can't remove himself from the limited, from the limitation. From the number of Yidin that he sees in front of his eyes right at this moment. And therefore, on bench say, He benches them, you should multiply to what the number you are now, relative to what you are now, because Moshe is a mugbul, so he sees the Yidden as they are now, so his bracha is not only going elef but it's also kachem. It's also relative to the number of Yidden right now. But the is totally not limited. 
as they will be way beyond where they are now. And therefore, there's no relative number, there's no number at all. It's as if this, it's to say that it's a number that can't be counted. Because the Abish is not limited to Meshad Abenu, to, 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 to this world, and to the limits that Meshad Abenu has. And, and therefore, in the words, you see from the fact that it says that Meshad is a Mugbo. And that Amesha is benching Lefiadach now. And therefore, also when he says Elif Pa'amim, is also Lefiadach for right now. But the Bracha of the Abishter is much, when the Abishter fulfills the Bracha, it's much, much greater. Rabbi Debruskin in his Shir gave an example of when the Rebbe gives a dollar to a Yid. So a dollar is a, just a dollar, it's a, it's, it's, it's a Mugbul. But within that dollar, within that 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 gift is is it contains an ein seif bracha, an infinite bracha that comes to this person. It's it, it, it's mugbul. It's it, it's it's being given in a dollar, but it contains an infinite bracha. So it's just a, 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 a in our own mind to see a concept where the 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 the, the bracha seems to be mugbul, but really it's ein seif. Here's a dogma, the Rebbe's example. Even though it's not, not, not a perfect muscle, but it's a muscle. The Aser is a Dibri, the Rebbe said, Gesagt zu Diiden, Bediber Echad. Und danach ist ein Eich gewen, die selbe Aser is a Dibri, called Dibur, Vidibur, Bifne Atme. The Rebbe said all the Aser is a Dibri in one shot. In one Dibur, it contained all the Aser is a Dibri. And then Moshe repeated them one Dibur at a time. The reason the Rebbe brings this dogma is to bring out the concept that the same Bracha, could be could look mugbul when Moshe gives it, and could be bleagable when the Abishter gives it, or less mugbul when the Abishter gives it. Like the Aseris Adibris. When the Abishter gave the same Dibris to the same Yidin, it was bleagable. It was all the words and contained in one Dibr, one Dibra. When Moshe Rabbeinu said it over, it was limited one Dibr at a time, even though it was the same Dibris. But when Moshe repeats the, the Dibris of the Abishter, it comes out sounding different. Because Moshe is a Mugbul, and the Yidin are a Mugbul, and they're in this Mugbul world. The Abishter is not limited to this world, and therefore he can do the same, give the same Dibrois, but in an unlimited way. Now we go to the Yenishal Torah. The Yenishal Torah, so we answered all of our questions. Why does he say Yesu the Chem and the Dibram Because he wants to prove this concept that Moshe is Mugbul to Makam Azma Masuyim, and therefore his Bracha it sounds Mugbul, but really it's Yesu Hashem Alechem Kachem. The Abishter is going to give this Bracha, and when he does, it's going to be Vivarachasim Kashtibalachem. And um, and we are now understand what Moshe's Bracha is not adding anything to the Abishter. Moshe's Bracha is introducing the Abishter's Bracha, so to speak. It is explained in the writings of the Arizal, which in the year that the Sikha was said, it was Mitzoy Shabbos, was Hayav. Um, this year it's a Tuesday of Parshas Dvarim. Very often Hayav falls out in Parshas Dvarim. In the Maimon Anal was Mesha Gizok, so the Kisri Arizal explains this this statement of Mesha Ad Khan Mishali, Mikan Vailak Varakasm Kashibalachem, up until here is my bracha. And beyond this is the Avish's bracha. So the, the Kisri Arizal explains like this Kimesha Big Matriya Kel Shakai. The name Mesha, which is 345, is the Gimatriya of the words Kel Shakai. 
When you fill out the letters, so first you have to spell out each of the letters. Aleph is Aleph Lamed Pei, Lamed is Lamed Mem Dalet, Shin is Shin Yud Nun, Dalet is Dalet Lamed Sof, and Yud is Yud Vav Dalet. And then you have a koilo, you have one more number that is the inclusive of, of, of all the letters. Yalu begimati elef, it'll add up to 1,000. The year elef shall bina, and in Kabbalah it is explained that the number 1,000, it goes with bina. There's alef chachachma, alef chabina. There's an alef, there's a 1,000, which is chachma, there's a 1,000, which is bina. Um, so you have the, the first 1,000 is bina. And koichos meichet, is given ad ima. Koyach of Moshe reaches until the mother, which the mother is Bina, and Chachma Bina, Chachma is, is, is Ava, Abba Ve'ema. So Chachma is the Abba, uh, the father, and Bina is the mother, which together give birth to the Midas, which are the children. So the Moshe could reach till a thousand, which is until Ima, until Ema, uh, until Bina. For the Chaim Bechem Ba'alapam, and therefore Moshe gives him a thousand, a thousand times, because, because the thousand is Bina, that's how far Moshe can go. This is how far I can go because since Amisha reaches until Bina, therefore Moshe can give a bracha of a thousand, which is Bina. From here and on, I give you the bracha of, Amisha uh, gives you the bracha for, that comes from Chachma Ilah. So you have Moshe is Bina and the Amisha's bracha is Chachma. Now, here too, you're going to see how Pshutish Shal Mikra fits in with Pnimi Satayr. The unlimited numbers, as it is according to the Safri in the Medrash. Even though it doesn't mean totally infinite, but it's, it, but it's, it's a euphemism, it's a borrowed term. Is over the union from a misper a filu behash Allah. We bow the state in Torah's MS and Inyan Amiti. Since the Torah says no number, even though we're saying that practically it doesn't mean that literally, but nevertheless, it still has to be true because the Torah is true. The says that does was mezok as even on Zanke Gechvi Ashmaim Kafar order to Chilayom. A ribu was lay yourself a midrif. When we say the Yidden will be like the stars of the heavens, like the dust of the earth, like the sand of the seas, which is such an incredible number that it cannot be counted, is as well Bisharshay Nem Tichter lay yourself from Bli Misparamiti. Is because in its source and its root. The shayrish, the root of the number of Yidin, comes from a place that actually there is no number. The way it comes down into this world is it can't be counted because it's so many, but it, but, but it has a number. But the shayrish of it is in a place where there's no number. It's takabligvul. The limitation, the number, the Yidin are only like the stars of the heavens, etc. It's not truly inherent because of who they are. It's only because they came down into this world, which is a limited world. Therefore, there has to be a, a limitation to their numbers. But in truth, in, in, in the deepest, most levels, in their ultimate source above, they are actually without any number at all. So according to the Sefri and the Medrash, we will understand now. The fact that the Yidin are infinite, that there is such a great quantity, 
that they are like the stars of the heavens, etc., etc., that originates from the bligvul of above, from the infiniteness above. And the, and the number, the limited number, which could be counted, which in this case would be similar to the Moshe Rabbeinu, which gave a number. That shayr, the shayr of that is once it comes down into Seder Ishtalshalus, into the into Atsilis, which is already part of Seder Ishtalshalus, and therefore there is it is in the parameters of Gvul. So you have the Abish's Baracha, which comes from Bligvul, and therefore it reflects down here in Asherli Yisafra Meiroiv, and you have the the, the Meisher in his Baracha, which comes from Gvul, and therefore it it it. it reflects itself, it's reflected down here within a number, within a gvul. But that's not yet Tzudish Mikra. Here you're saying, Bli gvul and gvul. But, Siftas. I mentioned earlier, and I, 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 I had a hard time with this at first, but I think I got it now, that according to Rashi, the numbers are smaller. The Ebistas Bracha is smaller according to Rashi than it is than it is in in uh, in according to the Medrash. So even when you look at it from Rashi's perspective, where the bracha of the Ebister is smaller, there's still gonna be a difference between Mesha's Bracha and Abish's Bracha, which is why the Eden Fort have a complaint. either as Herzich the Hagbala either according to Mesha you can uh, 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 feel you can recognize the limitation that that's there. Other or the agbala herzich niton, you don't feel you don't recognize the limitation. Which is how it would be in the bracha of the Ebishter. Since everything originates lamaylo, is understand because the shadis when it's when you're on lamaylo is from azamad regev versus dakeli. So according to Rashi, uh, according to Rashi's approach, when you look at it from Yenich Shaltera, there is Kalim. There is Gvul. Except there's a difference, which we're going to explain in a moment, the Kalim, or it's a Herzich Nishton. Do you feel the kalim aspect of it, or do you not? And that's going to reflect itself down here. If you say that there's no kalim, that you don't feel the kalim, then it's going to come down into this world in uh, a, in a higher number, in a higher way, more of a believable. And if you could feel the kalim, if you could recognize the the, the agbala of the kalim, then the way it comes down will be will be will be more numbered. Just before we go to the to the next paragraph, Masha'inki, just to understand the contrast, Masha'inki, with the shadis is mepchinis ha'ir shel ma'alam ha'kelim. Since when Herod was talking kelim, but if you're going to go back to where there's no kelim, vert von dem nimshach eich lemata and inin from bli mispar lefiyarech ha'elam. Aribu gechech v'shayim ka afar aret zuchachel ayam. If you're coming from a place of to- of no kelim, ha'ir shel ma'alam ha'kelim, then even when it comes down into this world, it's going to be the number of the medrash. Kechech v'yashmayim v'chachel v'shas ayam, which is a ribu muflak. But if you're talking about that the Shairish is in Esesphidus Datsilis, it's in Gvul, it's just that the Kalim are not, are not felt, then it will come down into this world in a way where, where um, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a large number, but not as large as if it was coming from Bli Gvul. 
the chilling session is very fond of me. What would be the difference? See, the heretic on the Indian Akelam and the heretic Tita. So you, you, the, the, the Rashi pr- approach within Yenish Shaltera is that you're in Gvul, you're in Atzilus already. Uh, it's just that are the Kalim felt or are they not felt? And we're going to say in the next paragraph, I'm just, I just, I, I'm just uh, I'm going to introduce it that in Atzilus, it's Iyu v'chayeichad, Iyu v'gamayichad. That the Kalim are not felt. The Kalim are one with the Eidus. The Kalim are totally bottled to the Eidus. Mashenki, once you go into Bria, the Kalim are, 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 are not as bottled to the Eir. Therefore, the Kalim are, are become an independent existence. And therefore, if the mucker is in Atsilis, where the Kalim are bottled to the Eir, then it comes down the way the Abishter's Bracha is, according to Rashi. Asher la Yisafer Meiroiv. That it is a very, very large number that no one's going to count. If it comes from Bria, then it's going to uh, be um, a more Mugbuldik account, which is Birchas Moshe, which puts that in the number of Elof Pa'amim. So now the Yenish Shaltera is consistent with Pesutish Mikra. Because according to Rashi, Moshe's Bracha is, uh, is Elof Pa'amim. There's a Mispar on it. And the Ebishter's Bracha says there's no Mispar. And according to the Enish Altaira, Meshach's Bracha is, is uh, Bina, like we said before from the Kisvi Arizel. And the Ebishter's Bracha is Chachma, which means they're both within Eses Fidis, that Silis, or well, both within Seder Ishtashlus. It's just the difference is, is it uh, where the Kalim are felt, which is in Bina, in, in Bria, or where the Kalim are not felt, which is in uh, Chachma. Let's see it inside. Which is a vast number, as it's been called in the Sikha. This is coming from Kesser, which is higher than say the Reich Tashlus, where there's no Kalim at all. And therefore, the Ribu, that Muflag that comes down, is Shilay Lufiyerach. But according to Rashi, the Ebishter's Bracha is still somewhat limited, and therefore it's coming from Chachma, but certain time in Dog Kalim. There are Kalim there, but the Kalim are not felt. They're totally bottled to the earth. Which is why Chachma is generally called Chayoyi, which refers to the Eiris. Chayoyi is the Eiris, Garmoyi is the Kalim, but Chachma is usually called Chayoyi. Because the Kalim are totally bottled. And whether you're coming from the perspective of the Medrash, whether you're coming from the perspective of Rashi, Moshe's Bracha is smaller than the Abish's Bracha. It has a number, El of Pa'amim. That's because it's coming from Bina, like the Kisve Arizal said. And therefore, Bina is, is, is Bria, which is where the Kalim are felt, and therefore the, the, the Shadish is already, uh, already at the beginning of Gvul, therefore it comes down into this world, into a Mispar, into an actual number. Now the Rebbe says like this, that Pshat, Nigla the Teireh, is called the Gvul of Teireh. 
the number in, within Tera. said that in these last generations, it is permissible and is actually a mitzvah to reveal this wisdom. And this was in our days reflected and, and, and revealed in the teachings of Chassidus, that it could even be learned more, it's even more understandable than it was in the times of the Arizal. Chassidus Chabad. When you learn and together, and in a way that it's the same Tayra, it's one Tayra, all consistent together. We'll reach a time that there'll be a number. This is the Dvarim Dalad. Dvarim Dalad, the next Sikh, which is the second Sikh that we're learning this week, is also Stelzich on the same Pasik. Like I mentioned, in the beginning of the shir, that this 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 sicha is on the likut, is a hemshach to the likut of of that year, which was the which was printed in Dvarim Dalad in the kudos sichas, which is it says v'hayam misper on the one hand there's a number, asher lo yimad v'lo yisafer, but it can't be it can't be counted. You have bleak and bull together, but it's not lost love because of mamish, which is going to be lost love because of mamish.